What's up, losers, and welcome to Minisode 8.5 of the Loser Cartoons podcast. This is Sam, and I'm here with Phantom. Hey, hey, hey. To talk about ReZero in all its glory. Before we begin, go ahead and like and subscribe to us on whatever streaming service you are using. Today, Phantom and I are going to be discussing a show we both love a lot. It's got magic, swords, and traps. Psychological traps, you pervs. ReZero is sullen, gritty isekai that scratches the nihilistic itch and brings the millennial joke of rushing to death a reality. So, Phantom, this show, to me, I was introduced to this show, I would say, probably two or three years ago. So a good, at least a year or two after season one had finished airing. And at that point, I had watched quite a few isekai, right? So I, I pretty much understood the isekai formula. And let me tell you, did this shit not only shatter that formula, but also change it into something that I didn't even think possible, to be honest with you. I, I didn't think it had this kind of greatness to it. Yeah, honestly, I was kind of the opposite. Uh, ReZero was at the beginning of my isekai kind of introduction. And it was a great show. Like, the first time I watched it, I actually, in season one, didn't quite like the middle section of it. Like, I did watch it after it was all finished, I believe. Like, season one was finished. Right, right. The middle section where they go to, like, uh, the selection ceremony where all the contestants for the queen or ruler or whatever show up and Subaru's whole thing past that and then into him dealing with belt geese and everything. I wasn't a huge fan of it the first time around. The second time around, I loved it because it was real. Like, I got this is how someone would act. If put in this situation, we just die over and over and over again. Like, get a little bit of this tiny bit of God complex, protector complex. Like, I have to be the one to be there. I have to do it. And it was just... It's it's main character syndrome. It's main character syndrome. Like, you get put into a situation where you're supposed to be the hero. You have this power that nobody else has. You expect to be, like the one to save everyone, the one to be the hero, where Subaru is, he's not that. Like, yes, he has this power, but as we come to see, you know, from almost the very start of the show, it's a curse more than anything. Like, his life would be so much easier if he could have just died once and been over with it. Like, he's he's gone through hell and high water to be able to achieve the things that he's trying to achieve and has lost not only his sanity along the way, but people that he's cared about. For sure, for sure, for sure. And just seeing him grow that realization, I need help, I need people, I'm not alone, I don't have to be the protector, was so comforting, especially in the Isekai formula, because, yeah, usually the main character is always the one to fix things or save the day or whatever. And he's like, I'm just a dude. <laughs> he's just a dude, man. He's just a he's a simple shut-in neat who was seven who's seventeen years old, 
never had a girlfriend, never really had any friends. And not and the biggest problem with him of all is this man has one of the worst fucking inferiority complexes I've seen of any anime character. And this is specifically why I loved in season two the couple episodes that they explored uh, him revisiting his parents while going through the trials um, was just so well done. Because I think I brought this up back in the first time we talked about in the Isekai episode, was that a big thing that I hated about Isekais, or a gripe I had with them at least, was that whenever they take a character who's transferred from one world to the next, they basically completely erase and eradicate their previous selves and become completely new people, even though they still share the exact same consciousness from one world to the next. That does just because you're going from one world to another doesn't mean you become a whole new person. It just means your environment is different, which you can change over time. But these people are basically just changing immediately. Subaru had none of that. This man was a shut-in, neat loser who had no social skills to begin with at the start of the show, and was the same goddamn person basically through season one, for the most part, outside of just the tr- extra tr- trauma and things. He wasn't improving as a person. He was regressing. And so because of that, it made his build up and like his start from scratch that much more enjoyable for me to watch throughout season two. Yes, yes. Big, big points all around. (laughs) And I guess coming back to it, like rewatching season one after watching a lot of other isekais, you know, there's kind of that meta-ness to it where at the beginning of season one, he is a shotted neat, and he realizes he's in another world immediately and accepts it and acts on it. He's like, oh, this is how I'm supposed to act. I'm supposed to be this brazen, confident dude who has the whole new world on his platter and then gets beat up immediately. <laughs> yep, just gets absolutely shit on by three punks in an alley. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I'll save you, and fails to save everyone. (laughs) Gets a a knife pulled on him, immediately goes into the begging for forgiveness position. (laughs) Well, so that that right there, and from that that immediate point, that's where we first meet Amelia as well. Mm -hmm. And so this this is another thing in regards to just, like, character development of that show, is the development of the supporting cast as well, because it's not just Subaru that develops really well as a character. If you want to talk character development, there is not much better character development for a main heroine than Amelia. And I think she is just such a heavily slept on character. Because obviously everyone knows Rem. Everyone loves Rem. Rem loves Subaru for who he is before anyone else did, and that's fine, that's great, that's, that's wonderful. However, Rem is not nearly as complex a character as Amelia. Amelia, from the beginning, had her own goals, her own ideals, had everything she wanted to do, right? But didn't necessarily have the confidence or the self-confidence, I guess, really, to be able to achieve those goals. And watching her develop as a character and 
truly start to, like Subaru, trust and rely on the people around her to help her. But not only that, being able to believe in herself to be able to do things is just like some of the best character writing I've seen, not only in any isekai, but in any anime in general. Yeah, and I'm going to come back to that REM point in a hot sec because I do have something I want to talk about there. But to continue talking about Amelia for a hot sec, I agree. And like, there was a point in season two where Subaru was like, I'll be here when you wake up. And Amelia's like, okay. And then she wakes up and he's not there because he's trying to be a hero and have his hero complex. Right. And that interaction where she goes to him and says, you are not there. You did not keep your promise. Even though we find out later it's because he was covering the trial room with inspirational quotes and encouragements, which was super sweet. It added that complexity that you were talking about of this perception and how often in anime we don't see the other characters' perceptions. Like her perception was he broke his word, he can no longer be trusted, and all that complicated emotions that you don't get unless you adopt her mindset in that moment. Yep. And the fact that that was even thought about is fantastic. (laughs) And dude, that is, I'm so glad you brought that up because that is something that I've only ever seen ReZero do. And it's why I love the complexity of all their characters. So this is the big thing that Subaru's power of Return by Death really plays to the advantage of the writers is that Because he's able to return by death, that means we get to experience the events and the things that go on with these characters multiple times over, but not only that, in different ways and in different situations. So we could see the same situation handled five different ways, right? Which, in general, for our main character, isn't much difference for him because he usually if he changes a few things up he as a person doesn't change however the way the characters around him and the people around him react to his different decision making gives us completely different insight into their own personalities so there could be one instance where Subaru makes a decision and the people around him could be happy and they could be content with the decision he makes then he dies, redoes it, and because he's trying to change that path, he does something else that then pisses them off. And it gives us multiple viewpoints of the same character in, this, in a similar situation without having to expand the story or the plot like a thousand, thousand miles long. So we only really progress... A, like a short period in the story overall. However, we get like four or five different viewpoints of the same character having to experience different situations. And it is just, it is incredible to me how well they have like flushed out these characters in doing so. Oh, for sure. And one of the most fleshed out characters, I would agree, is Rem. And I'm about to go into that, and I'm probably going to get a lot of hate in the comments here, but I thought it was fantastic 
in season one, that rum scene, you know, when he's finally getting out of that funk right. of yep. dying over and over again near the end of the season. The famous confession scene. Everyone the knows famous it. confess confession scene. Everyone says, a lot of the community says, oh, he should have gone with Rem, blah, blah, blah. I thought it was fantastic that he did not because it gives such a complexity to it, to the relationship in general. And like other harem-like anime, you know, would have him be blushing and be like, oh, maybe, blah, blah, blah. But his strength of just will and her Rem's understanding that if he gave in, if he ran away with her, like he's so tempted to do, that it wouldn't be super. It wouldn't be the him that she loves. It wouldn't be true to himself. And he realizes that be an escape. She realizes that would be an escape for him, even though she really wants it and dreams of it and had this whole life planned out, possible life planned out. But she, in the end, even says, no, let's, I'll be with you. I'll be by your side. And I thought that's such a beautiful sentiment that I don't see in any other harem anime or relationship anime. And you got to give the boy some props of being loyal. <laughs> he, oh, no. <laughs> he knows what he likes, and I respect him for it. Like, Rem's great. That doesn't make Amelia bad. And I think a lot of the fans get that mixed up. No, I, I believe me. Subaru's got some fucking nuts on him to be a. That's for damn sure. I mean, the man literally has committed suicide countless fucking times. So we, we know the man's got nuts of steel. All right. We knew that from the get go. When it comes to his relationship with Rem, I will admit, my first time watching, I was hesitant and confused as to why he wouldn't just choose Rem. But the more you watch the series, and especially after rewatching it, and you fully start to understand how these characters are thinking, because really their emotions and their and how these characters feel are they're laid out for you. It's a complicated story because of the time time skipping with the whole return by death. However, once you get that under wraps and you get that controlled, you you learn a lot about each individual character. And like you said, Rem fell in love with a specific kind, a specific type of Subaru, a specific person of who Subaru is, and that wouldn't be Subaru if he left with Rem. And I, it's it's the one it's the one thing that I do respect a lot about Subaru, like you said, is that his him him knowing what he wants. He saw Amelia in episode one, and it was love at first sight, and he has held on to that ever since and honestly probably will forever but the thing i love most about their about their dynamic is that even though he does love amelia and he does keep her first in his heart he's not reluctant to just throw rem aside just as the someone to be there for him for whatever he openly acknowledges to rem that she is the second one in his heart and she still means the world to him and he even had the nuts on him to fully admit to Amelia's face that even though Amelia, he is in love with her first and foremost, 
he does still love Rem, and still there is a place in his heart for her. It just so happened that when he was admitting that to her, Amelia had no idea who the fuck he was talking about, <laughs> which again plays into the brilliance of this story writing. <laughs> which just it's... adding a permanent <sighs> element to his return by death, saying, "Oh, you passed the checkpoint. Like you can't go back. You can't yeah, do there's... this section of it. Here's one permanent consequence." Oh man. This, this this is what I mean, man. This show, this show fucks you up, man. Holy shit! Like, from the entirety of season one, thinking as long as Subaru doesn't snap, as long as his willpower is still there, he can use Return by Death to fix any situation. The fact that they fucking chopped that shit down and said, "Nope." That is no longer the case. The first episode of season two was the moment I realized, all right, this show has the potential from season one, me thinking this is like a seven or eight out of 10 to this has the potential to be a masterpiece. Like it, it, it really, and it fucking only took off from there. Yeah. Honestly, I'll probably have to <laughs> rewatch season two, just going week by week. It, the story gets so complicated and dense. Oh, that God, I started to me. lose track. Dude, you, <laughs> I admit it. You, you are telling me. I probably, I watched the show week to week. I probably rewatched while watching week to week the episodes at least two or three times. I still haven't gotten everything. Like, there is so much intricate detail in this show. It is unbelievable. And can I, can I also quickly shout out the studio that handles ReZero? White Fox, I believe. I don't I don't think a lot of people realize this. So specifically when it comes to season 2, has anybody noticed that the episode lengths are exceptionally long in real ReZero? I did notice. Personally. Specific specifically they're 29 minutes and 30 seconds long. Now if people want to understand the significance of this and why this is so important Time slots for TV in Japan are 30 minutes long, which means 29 minutes and 30 seconds of that time slot is being used to broadcast ReZero. Now, what significance does that hold? That means there is basically zero ad revenue being played in that time slot for ReZero, which means White Fox is literally making no money off of ad revenue from the TV broadcast. I, that, that is incredible. If that does not scream passion project, I don't know what can. And I agree um, up top, but I'm trying to suppress my smile because we all secretly know the reason they're able to do that. And it's thanks to all the perverts out there. <laughs> Buying the REM merch. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, of course. Well, of course. I mean, Jesus Christ. Have you seen the fucking, uh, the fucking, like, life-size REM figure? That they, they made, like, five of them, and they're, like, ten grand each? Like, you know those got bought out. Like, <laughs> like, uh, like come on. 
So I, I never thought I'd say this any time in my life, but heartfelt thank you to all the perverts out there <laughs> for making those episode lengths possible. <laughs> oh my god. It's incredible. It is incredible what Horny can do for the world, man. It really is. Can do some wonderful things. Yeah, and I'll I'll shout out the Felix stands out there too. I know you don't want to do it publicly, but I know you exist. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you got you gotta love them, man. You got You gotta love the waifu wars of of ReZero. Anywhere from anywhere from the Rem stands to the Amelia stands to the Beatrice stands to the Rom Rom stands, and yeah. of course the Felix stands. Of course. So before we end this uh, mini sode, I guess that's a good segue into we have to give the people what they want. Who's your waifu <laughs> in ReZero? <sighs> you know, easily if you would have asked me after just watching for season one. Like everyone else, it was Rem. I, plain, you know, white bread, vanilla ice cream. It's simple, basic, easy. After watching season two, I can say with full confidence, it's, it probably is still the vanilla pick. But, I mean, just... How, how do you go wrong with picking Amelia? Like, how do you go wrong with picking Amelia? Like, she's fully like self-confident and like self-sustaining she's there to support the man she loves as well as all the friends around her and she's a fucking she's a fucking badass man like everyone forgets she can hold her own in fights more than most like she's the complete package that's true <laughs> and for season 1 for season 1 i was also amelia like i was actually amelia from the beginning and I was like, oh, good. Subaru picked the good choice. Even though Ren's a good choice. Don't hate, don't blast me too much. Ren's a good choice. Respect. But I personally Respect. like Amelia too. And then season two introduced uh, the Witch of Greed. And then I'm like, ooh. The witchy vibe gets me. The gothy vibe gets me. <laughs> uh, respect. <laughs> Respect, respect. Uh, probably, eh, it, it's like neck and neck in the at the moment. Probably Amelia slightly, just because she has more depth to her at the moment. But that witch of greed could still rock my world any day. Hey, hey man, <laughs> she's she's something. She's something. All right. Well, that's it for today's episode. Go ahead and follow the podcast, like, comment, share, and follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube at Loser Cartoons Podcast, and on Twitter at Loser Cartoons with a Z to stay updated, as well as check out our Anchor homepage and our website. Later, losers.